Greetings, greetings, my beautiful people. This is Holly. I am Queenship coming to you with another episode of Queenship Quarters. And today we're going to have an episode on our Wellness Wednesdays, and we're going to be speaking about our nutritional and physical health. And today my special guest is a sister queen of mine that I've been knowing for several years now, and she is unfolding and evolving into something that is fantastic uh, within our community and with our young people. And so I'm going to have her say her name and introduce herself and tell a little bit about herself. And then we'll go into what this this amazing project that she's working on is. So hello, Sharonda. Hey, how you doing? (laughs) Thank you for having me. Uh, My name is Sharonda Moore. I am the founder of Lawrence Community Gardens, and we're at 9240 East 46th Street, uh, in Indianapolis, right off the corner of 46th and Post Road. Uh, we are a fully functioning uh, youth farm. We grow variety crops, uh, but we'll get into that. You said say a little bit about myself. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? I'm a cancer. <laughs> My name is Sharana A, and I'm a cancer. That's right. <laughs> but no, I am a mother of five. Uh, I have five grandchildren. Uh, I'm a wife. Uh, I'm a farmer. I'm a barber. Uh, wow. I'm a community activist. Okay. Uh, I'm a server, a servant of the Lord, a All servant right. of community. Uh, That's good. And um, just happy to be uh, uh, a part of the universe yes. and yes. Um, being and happy to be able to share what we have yes. and our story with you all today. Thank you for that. And you know. I've been, like I said, I've been knowing you for, I don't know how long it's been now. It's been at least 10 years, at least. Because I've been cutting hair at least 11 years, I think. Yeah, at least 10 years. I think it's a little more than that. And when I first met you, your spirit has always been just electrifying. Uh-huh. And so when I saw the things that you're doing now, I want to talk about what is this? What is what is this farm, this community farm, and why is it so important for us to learn about growing our own food? Well, Lawrence Community Garden is a youth farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't start off a youth farm. Okay. Um, in 2016, I reached out to Monarch Beverage. They're a big beer and wine distributor here on the far east side, Lawrence area in Indianapolis. Um, they have a lot of land here, and they were just cutting it once a month. Uh, when at the time that I reached out to them I was doing some research in the community and I found out that there were 25 liquor stores that Monarch serviced in a five mile radius Wow! right here 25 in, this, in a five mile yes. so that means that and there are only three grocery stores the three major grocery stores are along Pendleton Pike and there's no bus that goes down Pendleton Pike Wow! so uh, Monarch uh, I reached out to them I said hey you know people can get to beer, wine, alcohol, quicker than they can get to anything healthy, and that's why our community is so dysfunctional, and um, we have high crime and high rates of diet-related illnesses in our communities, and this is why. I said, um, I gave them a whole plan, like, well, this is what I like to do with the land that you have here that you're just cutting once a month. Right. Let's put a farm here, a garden here that's going to grow food for the pantries and provide affordable access to foods for the community. Okay. Um. In my, in, on my soapbox, I preached to them about how um, foods are not created equal and okay. that um, we have to be intentional about what uh, we add to our soil and how we cultivate our soil in order to get the best produce um, 
coming out of the ground. When you say food is not created equal, what do you mean by that? So what I mean is that my Roma tomato is going to be better for you than the Roma tomato that you get in the grocery store. Just because it says organic, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that it's created equal. Your food when it's harvested, it's it, it's contain it contains all of its nutrients when it's first harvested, right? Okay. Within the first three days, it's gonna contain majority of its nutrients. Okay. After that third day, the nutrient value of the food starts to decrease mm. slowly, slowly, slowly. Okay. So the food that you buy in the grocery store has already gone through at least three days of traveling to get to at you. At least. At okay. least three days. Um, it's harvested before it's actually received all the nutrients from the soil. So then it's ripening um, under uh, chemical enhancement, okay. right? So mm -hmm. they'll gas it. And the gases can be considered organic. They cannot be organic. Okay. But what people need to understand about the label of organic is that uh, you can buy that label. You know, that you only have to be a certain percentage That's of what organic I thought. in order to be organic. Okay. So they could do they could raise their produce some best practices. But and then at the end spread with all this gas. Exactly. So so so, yeah. so because yeah. they're in that within that window of non organic. We don't worry so much about the label. <clears throat> Excuse me. What we worry about is the intention. Okay. So food is not created equal. Okay. This winter, my kids are working with a scientist to prove it to. Okay. So this is something that I wanted to, we, we speak it all the time and we're trying to walk it like we talk it. So but we want evidence. Okay. Okay. We want to be able to tell our community, we had scientific evidence here that our aroma tomato has more nutrients. Okay. Than this organic tomato from Kroger. Okay. Okay. Come <laughs> so, on. So, so we're going to prove it. I love it. that. I love that. So you have tomatoes. What what is out here on on your on your farm or in your garden? What do you have? We have variety crops, so we grow little bits of everything. Uh, one thing that we are uh, very uh, we hone in on is the fact that we have a black and brown community. Okay. The majority of our community is black and Hispanic. Yes. Yes, we have white people. We have yes. Korean. We have Chinese. We have all these other cultures, but majority of our community is black and brown. Yes. So we grow foods that are relevant for the community. Yes. Okay? And and so that also means that our pantries are getting food that is relevant for the people that are yes. visiting the pantry. So we are <clears throat> an inclusive environment. That's right. Uh, so, so that means that everyone here is welcome. Okay. It also gives us an opportunity to really be activists for food justice. Okay. So we're not just advocating, we're not just talking about it, we're actually growing food for people um, to provide food justice, okay. equal access, equal food, access, food justice, okay, uh, fighting for food sovereignty for our neighborhoods, okay, uh, to eliminate the food deserts, and okay. so those are the things that we teach our young people, okay, and at this stage in our farm, in our farm development, the kids are pretty much doing everything out here, okay, um, they have this season, they planted, okay, they weeded, wow, they fertilized, they weeded. They watered, they fertilized. Wow. They are harvesting now. They okay. are selling. Uh, we work on a cooperative business model. Okay. A lot of people don't know what a co-op is. Yes, what is it? A co-op essentially means that there is no boss. Okay. Everyone's equal. Okay. We share the workload. Everyone has their role mm -hmm. or their job that they have to do in order to make the farm run. Okay. But we're equal. Okay. There is no boss. 
Gotcha. Okay. So we work on that business model, and that principle also allows us to do profit sharing with our young people. So they earn a stipend, a weekly stipend, oh, but they awesome. also share the profits of what's made here at our roadside stand. Okay. So once a month, we run that report on what's made at the run at the roadside stand, and the profits are distributed to the young people. Oh, that is awesome. So, so the roadside stand, how often do you have that? Is that daily? Or our is that roadside stand here is open 8 o'clock a.m. to 2 o'clock p.m. Monday through Friday. Okay. Uh, we're also open Tuesday, Thursday, Friday in the evening from 5 to 8. Wow. And then we're open every Saturday for market until the end of September from 10 to 2. Wow. On our Saturdays. We uh, accept WIC. I mean, I'm sorry. We 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 accept WIC any day, okay. but we accept SNAP here on Saturday as well, and we give half off up to twenty dollars. Really? Mm -hmm. We accept SNAP every day on our mobile farm stand, our mobile farmers market that goes out into the community. Mm -hmm. It services fifteen communities in the neighborhood. Uh, some of them senior communities, some of them larger Hispanic communities, some of them low income communities, yes. but. Uh, the people in those communities have low access to transportation. Okay, gotcha. So we need to be able to be harvesting our food and taking it right to the community. Exactly. So that they're able to enjoy the food farm to table just like um, people that go to the market. That's right? right. So essentially we take our farmer's market to the people. I didn't even know you had a mobile one. Yeah, we got a mobile market. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so... So, I see you have chickens out here. So, you have eggs, too? Yes, we have fresh eggs. Uh, we are licensed by the state to be able to sell our eggs here. Wow. Uh, we don't process our eggs. So, um, our eggs are shelf-stable. That means they don't have to be refrigerated for about 30 days. Uh, we have bees. Um, because we, without bees, we have no produce. <laughs> we have no life without bees. Uh, so, we, we have a few hives and we harvest honey from once a year. Y'all don't see me, but my mouth is open because I'm just sitting in amazement. So when you say about eggs have a shelf lifetime of 30 days, you said? Mm -hmm. How How is that possible? You know, when we go to the grocery store, we get them and put them right into the refrigerator. Because they've been pasteurized. Ah. The pasteurization process is a chemical wash. The okay. eggs go under. Once they're uh, harvested from the coops, they get pasteurized. That pasteurization process strips, uh, it's a coating on the eggs. When chickens lay eggs, they lay them with a coating over them. Okay. And, the, and that coating, once it dries, it seals the pores of the egg shut. Wow. So bacteria can't get in. Right. So when they pasteurize, because people are naturally people, right? right. They don't want to buy nasty looking eggs, right? Because right? Right. chickens are nasty. Right. You know, the, chicken, right. the eggs might have poop on them right. or a smear of dirt or mud or whatever. Right. But, uh, so they wash them all, mm -hmm. and that process exposes the pores to bacteria, and okay. that's why you have to keep them refrigerated, and gotcha. that's also why they don't last as long in the refrigerator. Right. So we keep ours on the shelf. You can go to any other country outside of America, and you won't ever find eggs in the refrigerator. Wow. <laughs> ever. <laughs> wow. See, we're learning something. We're learning something. So, okay, you got greens. We have greens, we have uh, tomatoes, we have beefsteak tomatoes, Roma tomatoes, cherry tomatoes, yellow cherry tomatoes. Um, wow. We have banana peppers, cayenne peppers, habaneros, ha jalapenos, wow. chili peppers. We have cantaloupes, watermelons, eggplant. Um, we have cucumbers, bell peppers. We even have gladiolus. Wow. We have uh, tobacco. We have... 
I have a witch's garden. So in my witch's garden, I have lots of special herbs, healing herbs. So we have marjoram and okay. mugwort, geranium, chamomile, lavender, mint. Did not uh, know this. Rosemary, comfrey. Wow. Sage. Time. Okay, I need, I need to oregano. Be, I need to be in that garden. Yeah, right there. so we have just about yeah. a little bit of everything and some magical medicinal herbs. Yes, you know? yes. So those are herbs like mugwort is a healing herb. Okay. Comfrey is a cellular rejuvenator. Okay. So those are the things that we grow to okay. keep us healthy. That's right. All right. The Bible says physicians heal ourselves, right? Yes. So it teaches us, that's telling us that God put everything here yeah, on earth for us to right, be able to heal us. ourselves. That's right. In 2017, in April, I had a heart attack. Okay. I had a 90% block. I was How old were you? I was 43. Wow. I had just broke ground on the garden that March, and I was under a lot of stress, still working in the barbershop, trying to get this garden off the ground, and I had a heart attack. Wow. Uh, so, um, you know, my kids were little then. Mm -hmm. uh, I think my daughter was four, my son was eight. Wow. And I was... I had to make a lifestyle change. Yes, yes. I had to change my diet. I had to change my lifestyle. I had to start exercising. But I became more aware of what I was eating. You know, well, you were putting in that physical yes, vessel. Because okay. food is medicine. That's right. I started practicing vegetation over medication. Okay. And I started it, weaning myself off of heart medication. Okay. So now, it's been four years, a little bit over four years, and I don't take any heart medicine anymore. All right. I left the hospital with nine pills a day. Uh, morning, noon, night, and now I just take 81 milligram aspirin every day. Just I for say, I say, <laughs> I say, and I'm in. So, when you talk about um, the way we should eat, I know I see a lot on social media now. Everybody's starting to grow their own. Mm -hmm. What would be some tips you would give the home grower on fertilizing or how to how to keep the ground? to start growing some of their own fruits and vegetables? Well, what I would tell the public is not to do it one certain way. Just put the seed in the ground. Okay. You could put it in a pot. We use raised beds. We use tires. We use pots. We grow in ground. We can grow in water. There's so many different ways that you can grow. Okay. Just grow. If you're not good at it, if right. you're not sure at it, just choose the one thing that you love to eat. Okay. If it's cucumbers, I just love cucumbers. Mm -hmm. Grow just that. Okay. Get good at growing cucumbers. Okay. Because another thing, Holly, is that we're always consumed with, oh, I want to grow peppers, tomatoes. I want to grow all these things, right? Right. But everybody's growing all those things. That's true. The same thing. That's true. But in order for us to be successful, we have to work together. Right. So that means... I need to focus on growing one thing and growing it well. Mm -hmm. You have to focus on one thing and growing it well. That's right. Together, my neighbors and I have enough to make a market. That's right. If I'm growing cucumbers, you're growing tomatoes, and my neighbor's growing lettuce, guess what we got? Collective economics. We got a salad. We got a <laughs> exactly. salad. Exactly. Okay? None of us are going to grow hun go hungry. That's right. And we're going to have a variety of things to eat. That's right. So it's a, co it's a collective. Yes, it is development it's yes. cooperative yes. development yes. it's working together and everyone caring for everyone else yes. and that's the purpose behind our farm and what yes. we're teaching our young people here yes. is to be a team yes yes and to care for your neighbor yes 
That's what I speak a lot about in my legacy building when I talk to small business owners. It's about that collective economics, that collaboration, that working together. Mm -hmm. Because like you just said, it's so important. Yes, I might be selling uh, retail in certain areas and jewelry and things like that. Somebody else might be selling that. But at the same time, she might have some things I don't have. Mm -hmm. And we need to come together and maybe do a pop-up together, Mm -hmm. maybe... Um, rent out a space together, yeah. come together, mm-hmm. because everybody can have room at the table. Man, and I think that's so important. So if we do this instead of this, yes, we can all come together. Yeah. So for our people listening, what I did was I intertwined my fingers. I joined them together, both hands, yes. as one, as one, versus having a fist as single, yes. right? To get one person is strong, but together, together. we are stronger. Yes, yes. So that's what uh, that's what we are really striving to yes. instill in the children here, but also the spirit of entrepreneurship. Right? Yes, yes. They're their own boss. Here. That's what I was going to ask you about the children. They how, how- learn how to run this farm stand mm-hmm. they're doing they're running the transactions they're taking credit cards they're running snap transactions they're counting cash and change they understand what overhead is and and what our profit Come and on. what it means to deduct if we bought corn from another farmer because we don't grow corn mm-hmm. so if we're going to have corn here we're going to be buying it from another farmer gotcha uh, how does that how does that affect our profit overall and how much each one of us get at the end of the day right they need to understand that. That's right. So they essentially, we're not so uh, focused or trying to push them to go into agriculture businesses. We just want them to open businesses. That's right. And I talk to them about building the neighborhood back up. That's right. Build your business in the neighborhood because the neighborhood needs uh, jobs. That's right. It needs it needs businesses here for the community to thrive. That's right. And that's why our community is falling apart. It's because our, our people want to grow up and move out and of the move neighborhood. out of the neighborhood right yes. but we want to make we want to keep the neighborhood wholesome and keep it growing so when we grow up we got to stay in the neighborhood yes that's building legacy yeah that's building legacy so we're using food as the foundation to rebuild the community yes economically uh spiritually yes uh Emotionally, because of course this is a safe place for for the kids to come yes it's a safe place for adults to come it helps to emotionally balance you emotionally. Yes. Uh, it's mental health therapy. It sure just, is. It's, it's very therapeutic to dig in the dirt. <laughs> so you was talking about how it helped you uh, physically starting to change your eating habits. Can you give them, give our listeners, like, why is that so important? Because I think sometimes we are so busy in life, we don't take the time out to make sure we're eating right. Sometimes it's just we don't love ourselves enough. Yes. We don't take the time out to love ourselves enough to put the good stuff in. Yes. So at, we're aging from the inside out. Yes, yes, We yes. look good on the outside. Yes. On the outside, I still look good, Yes, right? yes. But on the inside, my body was 65 years old. Wow. My body my body was not 45. We don't you know think I mean? about that, No, it we? wasn't. If my body wasn't 43. At the time that I had the heart attack, I was 43. Yes. See, so uh, my body was 20 years older. Wow. Because of what I was eating. Yes. And so we I had to learn that if I wanted to live, if I wanted to reverse my health condition, mm-hmm. I was going to have to research and and um, be committed to it. Yes. And so the commitment that I made was here. 
And just by growing my own food and eating from this farm, I've been able to uh, change my lifestyle. Yes. But it also changes my children's lifestyles, right? Okay. Because not only I'm eating better, but my family's eating better too. Yes. My young children are eating better. Yes. It's changing their DNA. Come on. Yes. So that's part of it. Yes. We want them to be fertile. Yes. And successful. Yes. And their minds to be clear. I was just going to say the and, mind. Yes. Mm -hmm. And those things are all directly related to what you put in. Yes. The children that come here, we speak to them about sugar intake. Mm -hmm. We speak to them about salt intake. Right. We talk to them about how much processed foods that they're eating. Right. Because... We want them to change their DNA as well. That's right. When they have children, we want their DNAs to be changed as well as uh, as well as theirs. That's you know, right. So, so it's it's a it's a generational um, cultivation of generational health, generational health, generational health. Every come on every generation better, healthier, longer yes. life, better quality of life. So we're we're training them. We're trying to train their minds. We also know that there is a sense of accomplishment that they feel when they've grown it. Yes, And I they're bet. able to eat it. Yes. Right? So these kids that are working out here, they're taking their watermelons home and sharing it with their families because they planted the watermelon seeds in the spring. Yes. Now, that's a feeling of accomplishment for them. Yes. Look what I did. Mm -hmm. I took this from, from seed to seed yes. all over again. Yes, yes. And that's a revolutionary act. Come on, come on. <laughs> Are you partnering with schools? How do you get the youth to get involved, or how can youth get involved? I start uh, putting the applications online in January every year. Okay. Uh, and then I also do uh, meet with the schools. The okay. schools allow me a, uh, a platform to come in, usually during their sixth grade lunch periods, because our students that we take are 12 to 15. Okay. Okay, so every year I get a new batch of kids. Okay. Uh, we start them off with a $50 a week stipend mm -hmm. plus the profit sharing. Okay. Their peers are evaluating them throughout the summer program. Their peers will nominate who they would like to see be promoted to senior farmhand. Oh, wow. So their peers by peer nomination that we get our senior farmhands. Senior farm hands then are able to do season extension programs like our fall extension that's going on right now. Okay. So outside of the normal five weeks that you would just get, now you're eligible to get 20 more weeks of pay. Oh, so wow. because you're mm -hmm. accountable, you're responsible, you're upstanding character, mm -hmm. and hardworking. Okay. So your peers notice that about you. Okay. And now you come back the next year, you make $75 a week plus your profit sharing. Okay. The year after that, you make $100 a week. So by your third year, you're making $100 a week plus your profit sharing. That is so mm -hmm. awesome. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so it's, this is in Lawrence. Is it any other? Are you thinking about expanding in other areas that might need the same type of? No. Okay. Uh, but I am one of the founders of the Indiana Black Farmers Co-op. Okay. And so that is just essentially a network of powerful black yes. farmers yes. in the state of Indiana. Okay. Okay. Some are small, some are big. It's mm -hmm. all good. Mm -hmm. some, are, some are small, some are big. It doesn't matter. Just be growing something because okay. collectively we are huge. That's right. You know, if I might have 500 pounds of tomatoes. Yes. You might have 100 pounds of tomatoes. Yes. My my farmer over here might only have 10 pounds. Yes. 
But guess what? We have together 610 pounds, pounds yes. and we're able to sell that 610 <laughs> pounds to the grocery store. That's right. Collectively. Wow. So, so, uh, I do sponsor children okay. at other farms outside of my farm. Gotcha. So that increases our number. So if you see my year in report, my year in report will have, um, 30 kids, 35 yes. kids that we had this summer. Yes. There were 20 here. Mm-hmm. 10 at another farm right. that we sponsored and five at another farm right. that we sponsored outside of our farm so but we're all teaching the same curriculum mm-hmm. different farms mean different growing practices that's right but still organic yeah you know everybody's farm is not going to be the same right uh, some of our farmers grow in uh, hay bales mm-hmm. some of them do lasagna beds some do raised beds some are growing in ground right. so it's, everybody's different but wow. uh, essentially what is most important is that we're growing yes mm-hmm. So has Sharana always been like a farmer mentality or this is something you sort of unfolded into? No, you know, my family were farmers. My my grandfather's brother, which is my great uncle, had a, a pig and chicken farm while I was growing up. Oh, okay. And so uh, all of my whole childhood, we went to the farm every weekend. Oh, okay. Uh, my family was uh, very uh, tight. Mm-hmm. So on the weekends, what they now call kickbacks, used right. to be spade games. Right, yeah, like, mine too. You know what I'm saying? So yes. we went to the farm, and, and but they grew their own crops there, and that's how we ate. We okay. ate We ate a lot of chicken. Okay. We ate a lot of pork, but we, we grew, you know, we ate from what uh what was on the farm mm-hmm. i did not know that mm-hmm. and then uh as an adult once i became an adult and i, I you know i was able to have my own place i've always grown something okay. so um it's wow. just it's just a part of the life you yeah. know yeah yeah are your children showing the same interest in you as far as this so yeah, far? Yeah, my children work out here, and I pay them the same as I pay the other children. Yeah. Because their their sweat equity is That's just right. is just as valuable to me. Yes. Um, but yeah, they do. My my son has his own business, so he raises these chickens. Uh, oh, wow. They're a special breed of chicken. They're all black. Okay. And those chickens sell the the babies sell it for about fifty dollars each. The chicks. Wow. Um, eggs we sell for. $15, $10, dollars each egg. Wow. But um, a baby chick is $50. Um, a full-grown chicken, $100. Really? So that's his little side business, so he cares for the chickens. But um, one thing that I know for sure about them is that they're different from other children. Okay. They are connected to earth and, and just the universe the on universe, a different, yes. different level. Yes. So you, if you, even you will be able to sit and talk with them, and That's you can right. tell the difference. That's right. Um, because they've been raised differently. That's right. That's right. <laughs> they don't, you know, they're out here. They don't have the phones. They don't have the video games. Yes. Like they, they play that stuff yeah. on the weekend. They play yeah. video games on the weekend. Yeah. They have normal childhoods. Yeah. But they're exposed to uh, social issues. That's right. They're exposed to community. That's right. Um, community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they sit in meetings and they know about social justice and they know about systematic racism and, and they know about redlining come on <laughs> come on but they, that, that's the sentiment of the parenting right mm-hmm. there yeah because and again i keep saying it, it's about legacy and legacy is not just about what business you're passing on it's what you're passing on for generations and through your family good and bad mm-hmm. from how what you're instilling in them about social justice, what you're instilling in them about character, what you're mm-hmm. instilling in them about integrity. Mm-hmm. That's legacy to me. And so to hear you say that is so awesome. And to before we close out, I just want to just sort of 
give you guys a picture that are listening. This is like land. I don't know how many acres of land this is. But like she said, it was by Monarch Distillery. It's Monarch Beverage. Mo Monarch Beverage land that was just cut in this land. And she has cultivated this into this garden, this farm for these young people. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful sight to see. And so if you're not in Indianapolis and all the other cities that are listening, hopefully this has encouraged you, inspired you, and empowered you to maybe take some steps to maybe think about starting some community farming, some community gardens in our communities. Um, because like she said, um, our food is not equal. It's not equal. And there's so many liquor stores and things like that on every corner, but we cannot get that healthy food that we need. And I just want to thank her for at least giving me some time. And I know you guys, like, you, you hear noise in the background. We're sitting outside at the garden. But like I told you, Queenship Quarters, we, you can find us anywhere. But I just want her to leave you with just some inspiring words before we shut down and close out this episode about nutrition, about gardening about physical health and nutritional health whatever you want to say health and health and being well um, starts with the mind yes. it starts with making a constant conscious decision yes. to do something yes. whether it's drinking more water whether it's planting a seed whether it's exercising and deciding to be eat healthier you have to be well in the mind to make that choice so I wish everyone that's listening wellness yes. and hope that however they decide to do it, that it is successful. Yes. Just plant the seed. Plant the seed. Just plant the seed. You <laughs> almost can't stop it from growing. Yes. God, if it's meant to be, it's going to be. You almost can't stop it from growing once you plant it. Yes. Come on. <laughs> and, I, you know, she's saying that, but I want y'all to not only take that as a physical seed in the ground, but plant the seed within self. Mm-hmm. Whatever you plant inside, because we have everything. God has equipped us with everything we need on the inside, mm -hmm. and it starts with self first. Mm -hmm. So, again, as always, remember, queenship is the air, the energy, and the vibration of a queen. And queenship is not just a trend. It is your divine essence. Peace, love, and light, and until the next time. Thank you, Sharana. Thank you.